the sermon last hour was dealing with miracles of Jesus. Uh, I wanted us to look in our time together of the miracles of the Bible and just see, um, you know, when they were, um, how many, you know, is recorded for us, and just think about uh, those things for a little while while we're together uh, this morning. This is a class, so if you would, if you got any comments or questions, just raise your hand and uh, we'll, we'll talk about it. All right, in the New Testament, um, we have three Greek words that are used to uh, designate a miracle. If you would, flip over to Acts 6, verse 8. and verse 8 and Stephen full of faith and power did great wonders and signs among the people so here you have this this word um, one and two I'm not going to try to pronounce them but one and two are both mentioned in the same um, same verse uh, and as was uh, on the PowerPoint from the class or from the sermon um, you know a, a, a miracle as defined by vines, was you know basically an intervention, uh, a supernatural intervention by God of, of changing something uh, that normally wouldn't be. Um, so here you have uh, both of those mentioned in one verse. If we were to go to John, uh, let's start in Matthew. Go back to Matthew chapter twelve. Just kind of look and see how these words are used in the context they're in. Matthew 12, 38 and 39. And some of the scribes and Pharisees answered, saying, Teacher, we want to see a sign from you. But he answered and said to them, An, an evil and adulterous generation seeks after a sign, and no sign will be given to it except the sign of the prophet Jonah. For as Jonah was, was three days and three nights in the belly of the great fish, so will the Son of Man be three days and three nights in the heart of the earth. Um... So what is, what is Jesus saying that the sign uh, or miracle that they're asking for, what will it be? The resurrection. The resurrection. So, um, you know, Jesus considered that, uh, you know, a, a miracle. All right. Go to 16.1. Here again you have uh, folks coming to him and seeking a sign. Um and he tells them the same thing uh, in, in chapter 16. Go to Mark. I believe Mark 8 is the uh, repeat of that. Go to John 2. I think that's a different one. Yeah. All right. So this is after Jesus turned the water to wine here. Uh, in John 2 and 11, this beginning of signs Jesus did in Canaan of Galilee and manifested his glory and his disciples believed in him. Uh, so that just kind of gives you a little bit of background on how this word is used throughout uh, the New Testament. And flip over to John 5 and verse 20. Starting verse 19, Then Jesus answered and said to them, Most surely I say to you, the Son of Man can do nothing of himself, but what he sees the Father do, for whatever he does, the Son also does in like manner. For the Father loves the Son and shows him all things 
that he himself does, and he will show him great works, greater works than these, uh, that you may marvel. All right. That'll kind of lead us into our discussion on the purpose of miracles. We'll come back to John uh, 5 and verse 20 in a minute. But to flip over to Hebrews 2, verses 1 through 4. Therefore we must give the more earnest heed to the things which we have heard, lest we drift away. For if the word spoken through angels proves steadfast, and every transgression and disobedience received a just reward, how shall we escape if we neglect so great a salvation? which at first began to be spoken by the Lord and was confirmed to us by those who heard him, God also bearing witness with both signs and wonders, with various miracles and gifts of the Holy Spirit according to his own will. So here, um, what's the, what are we dealing with in the context of, of talking about miracles? What's the purpose here? Proof, proof of a salvation. Yeah, proof of that great salvation uh, that he talks about. Uh, there, bearing verse three, witness. bearing witness. Yeah. All right. Let's go to back to John five and verse twenty. Um, John talks a lot about the the purpose of those miracles. Uh, John five and twenty. What was the purpose given there? Marvel. That you may marvel. Um, you know, I guess be awe-stricken, I guess might be a, a way to put that. You know, be, be in awe of Him uh, that you may marvel. You go to uh, verse 36 of the same chapter. But I have a greater witness than John's for the works which the Father has given me to finish. The very works that I do bear witness of me that the Father has sent me. So uh, there to, here again, bear witness uh, and the reason of that Father, that the Father, God, had sent Jesus. In chapter 10, in verse 25, Jesus answered them, I told you, and you do not believe. The works that I do in my Father's name, they bear witness of, of me. So here again, this uh, the purpose of these miracles bearing witness. In verse 38, but if, I, but if I do, though you do not believe me, believe the works that you may know and believe that the Father is in me and I in him. So he's saying here, uh, that you may believe uh, in him that the Father is in him uh, and I in him those works that he did and the passage I think about the most when I think about the purpose of uh, the miracles is in John chapter 20 And truly, Jesus did many other signs in the presence of his disciples, which are not written in this book, but these are written that you may believe that Jesus is the Christ, the Son of God, and that believing you may have life in his name. Uh, I think, to me, that's the most clear passage uh, of why uh, these miracles are recorded for us and, and what they mean to us. And they're here so that we can believe. Um, did all the folks that saw the miracles believe? No, I, I mean, not even close. Uh, do, we, do we think it a strange thing that all the folks that read them don't believe? No, uh, I think it even less strange. Um, but At one point after he'd done an awful lot of miracles, there was virtually nobody believing. Mm-hmm, yeah. 
You know, what, what all did they, you know, Jesus is doing these miracles, and what did the uh, Pharisees accuse him of? Being from the devil. You know, here he is uh, doing these, these great things, and, you know, they're accusing him that he's from the devil. Um, it's interesting, though, that people seeing these miracles, none of them denied that they happened. Yeah. I mean, they, they did, and you, we saw it. Well, was it the, in the early church, the uh, Jewish ruler said they... Uh, they couldn't hide the healing of, of that of that man. That was in the early Acts, wasn't it? Yeah. yeah. Early chapters yeah, of the book of Acts. Yeah, the fact that a notable miracle has occurred, mm-hmm. so we cannot deny it. Yeah, they can't deny it. So, yeah, good point, Mr. Gary. Uh, the, the things that were done, the miracles that were done, couldn't be denied. Talking about the miracles, man, for us, what... You know, the most provable of the miracles for us historically is the resurrection. You know, the you know we could talk about the virgin birth, or you can talk about you know because obviously nobody historically denies that he existed. You know, so obviously he was born. You know, but if you're gonna try to look at anything historically and prove that any of these things happened, it's the resurrection. Mm-hmm. That's that's where yeah. you know that's where you can find historical evidence of a miracle. You know, in other words, is there evidence, the kind of evidence that we would use if we were solving a crime or anything else? You know, trying to establish some historical event, you can you can establish the resurrection. Mm-hmm. You know, but the rest of it, you know. If that's true, the rest of it's true. You see what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. if, you're, if you're looking for something to hang your hat on, it's that resurrection. Yeah. Now, the next part of the class is going to require comment from the class. Uh, and if we don't have much comment, we're going to be done pretty quick. Uh, so I hope you'll uh, be, be thinking and speak up. Let me ask you this. Um, if you if you 100 percent know the answer, try not to answer. But just if you hadn't studied on this, uh, how many miracles do you think are recorded in the Old and New Testament together? Give me some numbers. Thirty, forty. I got forty. Yeah, I tried one time teaching a high school class. I gave them that as an exercise. We ran into stuff. Yeah, and there's a lot, and it depends on who you ask. You can get bigger numbers and smaller numbers. Yeah, 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 yeah. And there is a line in there that I don't, you know, I don't know, and there's really no reason to discuss it, you know. But it would a truly, hey, I know this is a miracle. The only number I got is forty, Stephen. Yeah, I'm just saying I don't want to argue about what's okay. what's the difference between them. Uh, I don't have a number for you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, the 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 research I've done is anywhere from about 120 to about 160. All right. And I want you to think about that for a minute. Just say we'll, we'll give we'll be very liberal and say 200. All right. 200. Um, 
most of us in this room would say the earth's six to eight thousand years old, somewhere around that range. Uh, of course, that's an assumption, but we're going to leave it at that. Um, all right, so 200 miracles in just say 6,000 years. If they were only one per day, that's, uh, that's only 200 days. That's less than a year uh, of miracles. If we had one, you know, if, the, if, one of the, if only one of these happened in a day's time. No, we're not told of all of them. That, that's correct. But I'm talking about the ones recorded. Uh, you know, this passage we just read in John, there's a lot more done than that. Uh, but the ones recorded for us that are supposed to strengthen our faith and make us believe. Um, so, not a lot. You know, when you, re- when you think about it, um, it's kind of interesting to me. I figured there'd be more than that, you know, that, that we could put our hands on and indefinitely call a miracle. All right. What are the two biggest concentrations of miracles in the Bible? What events are they surrounding? Exodus and Egypt. So the Exodus from Egypt, which would also have been beginning of the old law. So uh, let, let's go to this. All right. Who were the people, the four people that performed the most miracles in the Bible? Moses is one. Jesus, Paul. Jesus, uh, recorded. 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 We got Moses and Jesus, and there's two other guys. Elijah and Elisha. Elijah and Elisha. All right. Um, some of our more studied Old Testament guys uh, tell us about Elijah and Elisha. Why would that have been a significant time frame for those miracles? Pretty important because God is. Showing his people that he's still there, even in the midst of their rebellion. Yeah. And especially for Elijah, the victory on Mount Carmel was such to prove that Baal was not God. Mm-hmm. And then, really, after that, a lot of it is a lot more small frame stuff that occurs. Uh, but primarily, the majority of those miracles were not big world changing things mm-hmm. I think the majority of those were done and reported and were left for us so that we can appreciate them and learn from them because yeah. I mean the only thing really that affected anybody on a big scale was what Elijah did on Mount Carmel yeah. and the funny thing about that is it doesn't seem that, that the effect of that really lasts too long mm-hmm. I've got here um, roughly 40 miracles you know, just from what I'm looking at, and you, you know, we could argue some aren't and some are, but uh, roughly 40 that Elijah and Elisha did. Um, I don't know the number on Moses. I didn't calculate that up, but Moses did a lot. Uh, let's see, that's going to be that's going to be 20 or 30. So roughly the same Moses did that Elijah and Elisha combined did. Um, why? You know, we talked about the events surrounding these miracles. Why is that? Why would they be concentrated right there? And this is, this is, uh, you know, you would call creation. I would call that a miracle, uh, something supernatural. Um, and then you have um, some of these miracles that happen 
in between the time of creation and Moses. Um, <clears throat> Sodom and Gomorrah being destroyed. Um, Lot's wife, you know, being struck to salt. Um, Sarah conceiving, I would call that a miracle. Uh, you know, some of those things. Not many. So you have this little blimp here and another little blimp. And don't, don't worry about the dates. I just wanted to put it up here to, to show. I don't, I'm not, not worried about the accuracy of my timeline. Just, just showing, you know, the, this would have been Moses and the Exodus and the giving of the law. Elijah and Elisha right in here. And then Jesus and the apostles. And then whoever they laid hands on. Uh, or the, you know, I guess the apostles really. But uh, So those those are your three big blimps of that I, w I would call the biggest time frames of miracles but these are the two biggest this this right here and this right here and why would that be of importance verify that it was real verify the law verify the law did anybody ever try to buck Moses oh yeah <laughs> all the time uh, and you know Matt talked something in our class this morning about the humility of Moses and him not uh, usurping himself uh, really at all it seems um, but you know that confirming of the law and the confirming of Moses I think was important uh, in that in surrounding that event of the, the old law being given uh, and then of course we're all very familiar with our 9 o'clock sermons on is this, this time frame where um, Jesus is doing all these miracles. You think of the character of them too. Kind of go back. What did the what was needed for the folks to believe, and who were those things designed for? And what you know, were those things just random things picked out of the air? Or did, did did these things have some purpose and some benefit? You know. Yeah. I mean, that's, is, was there ever a miracle that was done without a purpose? Yeah, just for showing off. Just to say, I can do this. <laughs> if you think about it, here's some of Paul's companions at times were sick even unto death. They weren't healed. Because that wasn't the purpose of it, just to do it. Mm -hmm. The purpose of it was to cause faith. If this man, and Jesus said, I can't preach. If he can do these things that people should think, if he can do all this stuff, I need to listen to him. Because mm -hmm. his message is very important to us. Mm -hmm. Yeah, no doubt. Right. Um, this was pretty helpful for me to see that. You know, just to have a visual of, you know, this is uh, the events uh, surrounding this this bulk of miracles, and then you know, just to think about the gaps between no miracles, you know, or, or not many uh, being there. Uh, you, you know, you think about the religious environment, and I don't know if it's ever been any different. I don't know, but you know, I grew up with this idea that. You know, there's miracles every day. You just got to pray for them or, you know, look for them or whatever. And when you look at what's recorded in the Bible, well, I mean, there's hundreds of year gaps. You know, 
for those things and and they all seem to have like he pointed out okay well i'm supposed to pray for a miracle for my friend to be healed and there's paul's friend I, and there's paul himself you know got a problem ain't some miracle miraculous intervention you know nobody his buddy didn't slap some oil on his head and pray over him or you know all of a sudden whatever was wrong with him was gone or whatever you know so when you're dealing with folks today having a image of what that looks like you know helps helps it be more clear that those things are not frivolous things you know yeah they can demonstrate his care for us and his concern for us but you know when you're praying for healing for somebody what are you praying for you know are you praying for his providential intervention does he do that yeah but what are you asking him to do? You, you see what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. What are you What are you asking for when you're asking him for something? Stephen? Just on that point, and again, I know you don't want to argue this, but just offer some balance here. We don't need to think that since there aren't miracles going on, that God's not active. 100%. And I think, I think you know, we all agree on that. Yes. But, I mean, you know, one of the biggest examples to me, you look at that big blank from the time of Abraham to Moses, in that span of time, Joseph rises from the place of a slave to the second place in Egypt, mm -hmm. second only to the Pharaoh. Yep. That's an amazing thing. Yeah. And some would even say, well, that was a miracle, but it wasn't. Yeah. God allowed all that to happen. God even constructed all that to happen through completely natural means. Mm -hmm. And so I think that's an important thing for us to remember is that, that we need to know that he's active. We're not deists. We don't think that God just wound up time, you know, wound up creation, just set it off, and he never intervenes. He does. He's yeah. active. No doubt. But, you know, to see that distinction. It would completely nullify everything we've got about prayer if we didn't believe yeah. that God still does mm -hmm. stuff. Mm -hmm. You know, but, and well, spirit and, you know, helping and the power of his word at work, you know, when he tells you this is how this is going to work and this is how that's going to work and you see that that's how it works, yeah. you know, that's powerful. Yeah. Mr. Orr? There's no miracles today. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. And no, and no doubt, I mean, I didn't, I didn't, uh, I hope I didn't make it sound that, uh, in a way that God doesn't work today, no doubt He does, and He's providentially helping in all kind of ways that I think we don't even know. You know, and, that's just a question that comes up at the pines line. It's sometimes hard to parse that. Out, yes, you know, I, and, I don't. And explain that. Uh, I don't know that I can explain it perfectly. No. What I've, when it's come up when I've been teaching there, I've just got to make the point that okay, let's look at these things and. What we're saying are miracles. And we don't see that stuff of that yeah. magnitude, that supernatural, yeah. you know, stuff happening yeah. like that. Yeah. And the providence of God is something none of us will ever understand. I mean, you know, we, we, it's not meant for us to understand, I don't think. Uh, but we do know He's working uh, in our lives and, and in the world around us every day. No doubt. The fact that He can accomplish His will matter what you decide or whatever anybody around you decides that's way more powerful than what you almost call the shortcut of taking yeah. some supernatural miracle man because all of these times like he was just pointing out the thing with joseph 
Well, that's a whole lot more incredible and powerful when he does it without, you know, slapping somebody down and putting him mm-hmm. up there. You know, yes. when he uses the events of men and folks that are making choices against his will constantly and every day, and he still accomplishes his will, what's more powerful? You know? Yeah, uh, yeah like the deal with Esther. You know, you, you look at all of those things, I mean, that's, that's even more impressive. Mm-hmm. You know, that it, through his providence, through whatever choices any kind of rascal wants to make, he still accomplishes it. Yeah. Well, I just want us to kind of think about the, these miracles and why we have them recorded for us, what they should do, what they should do for us, and what our reaction to them should be. Um, is there more comments, questions? That's all. That's all I had. Uh, just wanted to to look at these things. That would have been Elijah and Elisha. That's I tried to put that in that. That area. Yeah, that, this would have been First Kings, Second Kings, in that that time frame of history. That would have been when those uh, were taking place. I got completely wicked king and a completely wicked wife, and Ezekiel think Elijah think very little support for God. All right. Well, that's all I had. Um, Mr. Ory, will you lead us in a closing prayer?